This reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census would be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinalanus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of, and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had happened, what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name's Adam. I'm the curate here. It's really lovely to welcome you uh, with us this morning. Hopefully my phone, there we are. Wonderful. Uh, I... Uh, I hope you've had a lovely, happy, and a happy Christmas so far. Christmas is often a time uh, for giving gifts, isn't it? Or receiving uh, gifts. I'm sure many of you have already opened lots of presents uh, this morning already, or perhaps you've got them uh, to come a little bit long later. And maybe you've spent quite a bit of time finding the perfect gift uh, for those people in your family who you uh, love and want to buy presents for. Uh, I bought my wife uh, for Christmas a wooden leg. It's not her main present, just a stocking filler. Thank you. I meant to get Josh to do a didn't dum there. Thank you. It does seem uh, that we seem to spend longer and longer being uh, advertised to by various companies and told about what presents we can buy and the gifts that we can buy. And we all get very excited often about the Christmas adverts. John Lewis, uh, particularly uh, good ones often this year, so if you've not seen it, is particularly good. Actually, my favourite Christmas advert is another John, John Lewis one from about uh, seven years ago. You might uh, remember it. I'll show you in a moment. 
This may well be a scene that many of you have seen in your houses over uh, the last uh, year, uh, over the last month or so. So let's just watch this uh, together. I, I apologize for the uh, blatant advertising of John Lewis there. Other shops are available, of course. Um, but I do love that advert because I, I love that it talks about the reality that giving a gift is often um, as special, if not more special, uh, than receiving a gift. And this perhaps speaks um, sort of uh, into our counterculturally into our world, a world that's perhaps becoming a bit more divided and a bit more selfish, a world where global politics are governed by what we can get and what's best for us and for our country. Now, of course, I did some psychology when I was old, younger, and uh, I'm not beyond the fact that all of these adverts essentially are just encouraging us to spend more money at Christmas time. But you're going to be wondering why it is that we give gifts to each other uh, at this time of year. All of our gift giving at this time of year is a reminder of the greatest gift that we were given over 2,000 years ago when Jesus came as a baby. We've just heard that story read again. I'm sure we've heard it uh, many times in the past. When we give or when we receive a gift, we're reminding each other of that per first perfect gift. But why did we need that gift in the first place? Uh, now, some of you may well have been given uh, one of these in the past. This is a Rubik's Cube. When you uh, get them in the shop, they look like this. And for those of us who are a bit like me, like order and uh, things to be neat in your lives, they look very much uh, like this. And this is how God created the world as well. He, back in Genesis, he saw the world and it was good. But then slowly but surely, sin began to enter the world and it began to look a bit like that or worse still. But God sent his son Jesus for us, the perfect gift to restore all, it says in the Gospels, Jesus came to restore that which had been lost. Now, I'm not a football fan, so forgive me if this reference isn't correct, but I'm told that in football, Arsene Wenger once said that Christmas is important, but Easter is decisive. And that's true of our faith as well. It's, it's true of our Christian faith, 
the gift of the baby, but crucially, what that baby did as he grew to be an adult on that cross for us is the most amazing gift ever given. But Jesus didn't enter this perfect world that looks like this. He entered one that looked a little bit more uh, like this one. That's helpful because our lives don't really look uh, like this. They look more like this one. Perhaps there are areas of our lives which are almost perfect, but that still need uh, to sort out some of the mess. Jesus' birth, by our standards, was not the most perfect of affairs. He was born, not as most kings are, in a lovely hospital surrounded by doctors and nurses. He was born in a stable surrounded by shepherds and by animals. But just as Jesus came as the perfect gift into that imperfect world, he longs for each of us to know him as the perfect gift in our imperfect world. Now, I need to confess something to you. This is actually not a real Rubik's Cube. This is a fake Rubik's Cube. Um, What I'm supposed to be able to do is throw it in the air, catch it, and it will have solved itself. Now, as you can see, that didn't work for those of you who are close enough. In practicing for this yesterday, I managed to break it. Um, (laughs) Now, I almost abandoned the whole idea completely and started with a different illustration. But actually, I think this makes my final point better than had it fixed itself. Um, Before I talk about that, I'm going to show you another video, another advert, but I feel less guilty about this one because the product isn't available to buy in this country. Uh, But it is one of my favourite Christmas adverts of all time. Let's just watch this for a moment. I enjoy that a lot. (laughs) I'm sure a few of us can relate to that situation. Why did I show you that? Well, this Rubik's Cube is broken, as I say. I broke this yesterday. And I could spend hours trying to fix it. But unlike this one, which I also managed to break at the 8 o'clock service this morning, but some very kind people fixed it for me um, before this service. Unlike this one, this will never look the same as this. No matter how much work, I promise you, because it's a fake one, a trick one, it will never look... Uh, the same as this. This one needs to go back to its manufacturer and after Christmas I'll be sending it back there so look out for this illustration later in the year. I'm sure I'll use it again. (laughs) Some of us think that in order to be a Christian we need to sort out this mess. Some of us who are Christians think that we need to hide areas of our lives uh, which are a bit of a mess from God in order that somehow he might love us more perhaps. The true gift of Christmas is that God who made the universe, the God who made everything that is around us, came and meet, comes and meets us in his son in the midst of our mess. He does so, he tells us that he loves us and that he longs to be involved in every area of our lives. So what does that mean for us this Christmas? Well, for some of us who have never experienced or come before Jesus as Lord, it's perhaps a time to receive this gift for the first time. If you want to explore that, you'll see on the back of the service sheet there's uh, an alpha course coming up in um, February. You'd be really welcome to come along to that. 
For those of us who have been Christians for a little longer, perhaps, we need to be reminded of the fact that God meets us in the mess of our lives and longs to be involved in every area of our lives. Perhaps we need to remember again that we don't need to try and fix things ourselves, to solve things on our own, but that we should draw near to our manufacturer, draw near to the one who promises that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So all of us, I think, need to remember that all the gifts that we give and receive, if we've opened them or not yet, are a reminder of the greatest gift that was ever given just over 2,000 years ago. All of us need to remember that Jesus meets us in the mess of our lives and invites us to have him as part of our lives. And it's only through meeting him and knowing him that we can really see healing and wholeness in our lives. We're going to pray uh, together now, uh, and we're going to use a version of some prayers that we often use here at St. Paul's. Uh, We often use um, 